Welcome to Barely Audible Whisper Presents Improvised Feature, featuring Whole World Improv Theater, our reoccurring segment where we construct feature stories out of the completely improvised performances of Whole World Improvisers. In this episode of Improvised Feature, we take a look at the reopening of schools. Uh, my name is Janet Sims. I'm the mother of three boys, five, eight, and 13. I have been trapped in my house with them. I cannot take it. I have had to clean more X-rated videos off of our devices than I knew existed. These kids cannot continue like this. We have got to get them out of my house. Although there is universal agreement that children need to get out of my house. Back to school, the continued nationwide outbreak of COVID-19 raises questions about whether or not it is safe to do so. My name's Eric Baldwin, and I am one of the special liaisons for the Department of Education. I work directly with our wonderful Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, and I'm here to answer any questions that anyone may have about our president's brave initiative to open everyone's schools. These suckers want us to sit up here and take less pay. You want us to risk our lives and take less pay? It's up to the individual states and school boards how to handle teacher pay. Our official position is to make sure that if you want funding at all, you better open the schools. Man, I just got an email from the principal talking about, yeah, uh, we need y'all to buy your own supplies to protect y'all from the students and to also protect the students. To maximize your federal funding, just be open. Hell, I was already buying them four school supplies at the beginning of the year and in the middle of the year. So that maximum, maximum, maximization, which is a word, should be utilized. So to utilize that maximization, open that school. And then they are trying to talk, uh, talk about cutting my pay. And if it means paying some teachers less to help protect the students more, well, that is in line with the administration's policy that we're not responsible for. Get them foods. While some students are apprehensive at the prospect of returning to school amongst the COVID-19 crisis, uh, uh, I wanna, uh, I wanna go back to the school so I can be around people, but uh, I guess since the way things are, uh, uh, I'm not ready to die. It is undeniable that there are certain aspects of in-school learning that are beneficial to children's overall quality of education and well-being. So when I was on a Zoom call and my five-year-old appeared in the background brandishing a battery-operated device, not meant for children. I mean, I don't mind doing online, but I already know the kids gonna cheat. They was already cheating in the class. Just second, wait. Which he and his brothers had pilfered from my bedroom. I'm gonna tell you, Dave, at that moment, it was more detrimental to their health to be in my presence than it would be to be at school. 
the thing about learning online is um, I'm able to uh, to have an open book test. That was the question. So I say open the schools because some kids are going to die at home if you don't. And while some people worry about the Trump administration's lack of a plan. Now, the guidance has to come from the lower levels, right? Because the president simply gives the order to have great things happen. Well, the kids got to wear their masks because we don't even have enough room to uh, put all them kids up in there anyway, let alone six feet apart. That's the guidance. Be open so great things can happen. And it's up to the states to have the minutiae work itself out. Uh, it was a little difficult at first because uh, I didn't have the internet. All the president needed to do as a businessman is simply say, I want to buy something. Wall Street, Dave. Wall Street. And when he wanted to buy something, that something turned out to be a great deal. When we started requiring double income families just to make ends meet. Nobody makes deals like the president. And so when he said, it was time to open the economy so we can buy things. When I have to work 60 hours a week, and so does my husband, if not more, when he is gone all the time and I have no help with these kids, do not light the dog on fire. And those things would make great deals. When I have no help here, Dave, that's what's driving a wedge. We are doing everything we can to make ends meet, to keep the lights on, to keep food on the table. I am trying to make delicious, nutritious meals for the kids and they won't eat it. What a great deal it would be to have these schools open. I can't watch the kids and make dinner and work a full-time job. I can't do not light the dog on Fire! I'm not gonna tell you again. We spoke to one teacher who's found a way to cash in on the chaos. I was really devastated when the whole quarantine thing happened, but then I discovered pod learning. It's been the most amazing thing. It only took these moms three months to decide they couldn't stand their children. So now, instead of teaching a group of 30 plus children, I only teach five, and those moms pay me through the nose. And so, whether it's access to pod learning for wealthy parents... You'd be surprised the amount of resources that suddenly become available to you. Not only that, I suddenly have a whole Wine of the Month Club subscription that was just a gift. Or basic inequities in the way students are protected in differing school districts. We've got you know, bigger classrooms. They've actually moved in, you know, more screens and they've actually given us all our own separate cubicles. Uh, they got a basketball court out there on the uh, on the slab for pee. And then they got a couple of jungle gyms out there, but that's about it. We have air filter purifiers. We don't really have it at uh, my school. Uh, they just said that uh, they were gonna get, uh, they want the teachers to buy some uh, shower curtains and then put them around each body, each body's desk so that uh, people can go, but I, I don't trust it. We even have our own separate oxygen tanks that we can refill. We have, we have like scuba companies now are coming to us and giving us our own pre-treated air. The controversy over reopening schools 
like so much of the American coronavirus response, has exposed the problems of systemic inequality. We can get almost everything we need delivered. The only resource I've been able to get are the stuff that they are they, they give us yearly, which are books, and that's it. And what I do is just have the parents go ahead and make donations into a, a, an Amazon account that I set up. Everything else I have to buy. He had to purchase school supplies. Well, that just means that that was spending. Uh, just last week, the parents decided that I could have the use of a brand new SUV for an additional fee, of course. Well, we couldn't even afford the internet before this happened. We even have um, our own phones and our own computers now, full desktop computers. My mama, she ended up finding a special AT&T. So, uh, so she, so she ended up doing it. I think with like twenty dollars or something like that, uh, which is really cool because you can order your weed right from your computer. So, uh, imagine now where we where, where we have to decide if we're gonna eat or if we're gonna have a place to stay. Yeah, I mean, I blame my parents. Why not? They get, they bought me a Porsche. I don't want a Porsche. You know, I wanted something better. I wanted an Audi R8, but they got me a Porsche. I mean, come on. There's no, there's no more luxuries for some people. Meanwhile, as the Trump administration continues to demand the reopening of schools based on increasingly flimsy arguments. The president's children never missed a day of school. And look how they turned out. Many teachers have vented their frustration. I really don't want to go back, especially since they're cutting my pay. If they're going to cut my pay, I was already did them with some badass kids. So why would I want to sit up there? Those kids been been sitting up there locked in the houses for weeks, months, almost half a year. And you want me to sit up there and, and, and fight with them to keep a mask on? For $2,000 a year? Hell no. Damn, they're about to say fuck them kids. And it's hard to blame them, given that the students seem to understand the science of COVID-19 better than the administration. We've already said at the Trump administration that science shouldn't get in the way of this. The more people get sick, then it's going to be worse than what it is now. That reminds me of a sign at my church. Logic. It's God's gift to man. Let's not use it against him. Uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, say, if you put uh, 10 people in the room and then one has it. Children are naturally resistant. But with COVID, five people can, five people can get it from that one person and not have any symptoms. And if children are naturally Resistant, that means children are naturally safe. And the other four, two could have no symptoms at all, and the other two can die. So let's make sure that we bank on the safety and we bank on the states and the local school boards to ensure that the safety of the children who are naturally safe and are naturally going to be protected by the school boards and the states are taken advantage of by the school boards and the states. And also the person that originally has it is also 
on the verge of dying. So you would rather have three out of 10 people die just to open up the school for no reason? Three out of 10 is math. And it could be a percentage, which means they're doing their job, which means they're earning their money. Uh, uh, sir, yes, that is math, and that will be 30%. But while the science may not support reopening schools, there remains one argument more compelling than any set of data points. Dave, in the time that we have been sitting here together trying to record this, these boys have broken a television, shaved the cat, painted my black leather jacket pink with spray paint. They have smashed my wine glasses that I got as a wedding gift. And they fed marbles to their baby brother. Now, Dave, Dave, I have locked my children out of the house at this point and am proceeding to drink heavily. So I'm going to tell you, there is a 100% chance that these boys and I are not going to come through this as a whole family unit. I don't know if I'm going to leave them, kill them, or go make sure I get COVID and die. But something's got to give. Thank you for listening to Barely Audible Whisper Presents Improvised Feature Featuring Whole World Improv. Produced and hosted by Dave Baldwin with my whole world improviser friends. Uh, this week, playing two parts apiece, Scoop Dawson, Serena Stone, and John Mahalik. Please check out BailyAudibleWhisper.com and also check out WholeWorldTheater.com and subscribe to our podcast and donate some money to the theater. We appreciate your support. <laughs> <laughs>